Yeah, I'm right here, dog. Where my dogs at? We right here, dog. Where my dogs at? What must I go through to show you shit is real? And I ain't really never gave a fuck how niggas feel. Rob and I still, not cause I want to, cause I have to. And don't make me show you with the Mac. If you don't know by now, then you slip. I'm on some bullshit that's got me jacking niggas flip. Let my man in them stay pretty, but I'ma stay shitty. Cruddy, it's all for the money. Is you with me? Get the bitches, now I commit the crime. And when it's on, we transform like Optimus Prime. I'll form the head, roll out, let's make it happen. We ain't gon' get it with this, we'll take it cap Bustin' off, dustin' off, it's softest niggas Money with the biggest mouth, girl, let's off this nigga Come on, this nigga never made a sound Breathe too fuckin' hard and he gettin' yeah. bust down Yeah, 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 niggas wanna be killers Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas wanna fill us Gotta get you with two songs to intro to this one Yo, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on something, man Yo, when you see something ill you know what I mean? That shit is woke. That's woke. Anything ill you see is woke. Uh-huh. Nigga have a big six at the club. Some of them forget woke. about this song, man. Some of them forget about Black Rob. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, for those to remind you who he is. Should have seen them shit shining on the wrist. Oh. Now money ain't a problem. See my dough is like oh. hold out my bankroll on y'all niggas like oh. lost the boot shrimp from two tenth like oh. faggot wanna peep my blueprints. I'm like oh. had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like oh. niggas getting both on my block like oh. coming home within a half an hour like oh. front like they had the manpower like oh. more or less. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting sitting across from me, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are here back in the studio for episode 83. Yeah, 83. Damn. Wow, I can't wait till we get to 100. I feel like once we cross that 100 mark, we're fucking... Then we're really in it. The episode just runs itself at that point. Like the <laughs> yeah, podcast just runs itself. For sure, at for sure. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I started those um, the podcast off with uh, some kind of sad things that we alluded to on the last time we spoke. But it's been a couple weeks since we were here on the podcast. No, so. it wasn't. It's was only it's one week. No, it's been two weeks. No, we took one week off. I'm saying, but it's been two weeks since we recorded. We took no. We record. We didn't record last week, but we did the year right. before. Right, that. so that's two weeks. Exactly. So we took one episode <laughs> off. Exactly. We took one episode off. <laughs> two weeks. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I started that off with DMX and also Black Rob because unfortunately, uh, both of them passed away um, over the last week. Um, unfortunately, uh, DMX actually passed away on E Man's thirtieth birthday. So yeah, that's we- a fucked up like <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> like, that's, right? that's something you'll remember uh, now forever. And then, um, yeah, RIP to DMX. But uh, also happy birthday to you because with death is life as well. They're all they're both coincided. Yeah, no, my knees are starting so. to pop and shit. <laughs> um, Got my ARP. But yeah, we kind of. <laughs> I mean, we were kind of ready with the news with DMX Thanks, because we knew. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, we kind of knew that it was coming. I mean, he'd been on life support for almost a week with no, you know, brain activity response. So I feel bad kinda, for his family, man. Cause like with COVID only one of the children could, and like the family time, could visit yeah. him at a time in the mm-hmm. hospital. So I mean, and he's got 15 kids. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't all be together. So, I mean, I know that was tough and I know it couldn't have been a tough decision. Cause I mean, obviously they had to make the decision to like take him off life support and stuff right. like that. So, I mean, I know that had to be tough. So, and with, yeah. um, and then. We kind of, it, it's funny, not funny actually, but with 
um, we kind of found out about the news about Black Rob with the passing of DMX because Black Rob had posted a video of him in the hospital um, saying rest in peace to DMX. So people got kind of curious with what's going on with Black Rob. Was that the same day or the day after? I think DMX it was passed. the. I think he he posted the video of the day after, but I think he had been in the hospital for a while. Yeah, but um. Apparently, over the years, Black Rob has suffered four different strokes, and you could just tell in the video that it was um, really weighing heavy on his uh, his physical presence because uh, he didn't look good. He didn't look good. I mean, it, I mean, I can't imagine you know living after just one, but four that's a that's a lot of health complications that come with that. And um, unfortunately, he had posted about how you know he was he's been sick, and he also. Um, you know, didn't was trying to find a house to live. You know, he was piled up with all these medical bills that you know kind of had bankrupted him. And so, uh, people, Mike Zombie, and I know Royce was part of it. Um, had started like getting this GoFundMe going around on the internet, and unfortunately, he uh, ended up passing away yesterday. So, uh, rest in peace to both um, Black Rob and DMX. And then I also want to say. There's a um, rest death comes to life though too, right? What's that? We got some birthdays. So yeah, we got good. some birthdays, yeah. but there's also a couple other that I don't want to gloss over either. Um, um, there was it was the 27th anniversary of uh, Kurt Cobain's passing last week, um, and also you know what I didn't even realize this until this year, which is crazy because it's both of them are two of my favorite rock singers ever. But Kurt Cobain and Lane Staley both passed away on the same day, just in different years. Really? Yeah. Wow. So uh, also Lane Staley from Allison Chains' uh, death anniversary was the other day. But then also one that really punched me in the gut as well was Helen McCroy, who uh, plays Aunt Paul on Peaky Blinders. Um, and she was in, uh, in Harry in Potter. Harry Potter. I mean, yeah. she's been in a bunch of shit. But most recently I've been watching Peaky Blinders, so that's what I've been seeing her in. Um, she passed away at age 52 after battling cancer. And... Um, I saw a statement that her husband, who you probably everyone knows her husband too, Damian, actor Damian Lewis, who was on Homeland and uh, Band of Brothers, and most recently he's on Billions. Um, but yeah, he posted something that she had, you know, died at home with him, but uh, after a, a long battle with cancer, which I didn't even know she was going through. And it's I'm interested, not that it's about the fucking TV show. Obviously, it's way more important than she passed, but like. It'll be interesting to see how they spin this with season six of uh, Peaky Blinders because I know that they're filming that right now. So I wonder how how all that will unfold. So I don't know. It's just a, I guess it was a sad day for uh, for actors and celebrity deaths uh, or sad couple sad of weeks. Week. Yeah. yeah. So um, rest in peace to all of them. Um and and then I guess also Prince William, but I mean I don't really give a fuck about Prince I William. I mean the, the royal family, <laughs> they're ro- you know they they important to England. <laughs> yeah, just certainly not to us. <laughs> but um, anyways, but yeah, like Eman said, with death comes life, and we got a uh a long list of awesome birthdays today. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's a good happy thirty uh, ninth birthday to my man Seth Rogen. First yeah, of Seth Rogen turned thirty nine. Um, Kareem Abdul Jabbar turned seventy four. Arguably one of the greatest. Um, Redman, I think, turned fifty one or fifty two. I should probably look that up. I thought I had his number down. Um, and then the Godfather of hip hop himself, the man who created that all, DJ Cool Herc, turned sixty five last week. 
And then our main man, Currency, is now fucking over the hill, bro. He's officially 40. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Currency? Wow. <laughs> he just turned yeah. 40. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And like we always like to do on this podcast, um, as we are uh, pouring up the beers, we're going to play off some music by some of these birthdays, the ones that are- Are we, we going to play some White Russian Mano while we're at it? No, <laughs> yeah, we definitely can. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we are. You already know it. Um but I actually wanted to pull up Redman's because since Redman, we're going to talk uh, about the verses, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. um, we've got a um, yeah tomorrow. I guess is that tomorrow four twenty? Four twenty is Wednesday. I is think. it Wednesday? Yeah. Why, why was I thinking today was Tuesday. the? No, sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Uh, so four twenty, you got the verses battle with Method Man and Redman. We'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, Redman actually just dropped a new, some new music. So uh, while we're pouring up these beers, I'm gonna get that cracking. Here's the new uh, single out of eight or. Uh, Red man called 80 bars. This gives you a feeling of power. What up, y'all? Say hello to the champ. Make you duck down. Learned that out my boot camp. I was a big deal when MJ dated Brooke Shields. Now I'm equipped to go bushwick for the bills, that boy. I'm the red button, don't press me. And I'm a fucked up dad the way I dead beats. Let's see. While I'm baby bad, condoms in the jacuzzi. I'm day day's dad. I used to want to hit JJ Fad. Now I motivate. I'm running with a Gary V kind of heart rate. No excuses. My juice running like I'm retaliating for my ancestor nooses. I want Pockets fatter than Bruce Bruce's I run with only captains on a cruise ship While you kiss ass, I'm on the front line Spitting like I'm unsigned Watch a nigga unwind Psycho ward a minute, tell a judge I did it Boop the I inspire your body, yo I motivate big girls to work out While you listen to Cardi B do a little cardio I rep my city like Trey in Houston Hungry like M before Doc Trey And for real, real quick, there's two birthdays we forgot Jasmine Sullivan's birthday was, oh, April, was also April 9th awesome. And guess who was? Another April 9th birthday Who? Little Nas <laughs> awesome. Happy birthday to them as well. Um, so, just a quick backstory for the song I'm about to play here for uh, to represent DJ Cool Herc is a song actually that's not it's not by him because DJ Cool Herc is more of a DJ and he got the party started and kind of did the whole um, introduce introduced hip hop because what they did with hip hop hip hop originated by isolating the break beats between two different songs and then just going back and forth on the turntables and just rocking out with the break beats and that's kind of how hip hop came along and this song I'm about to play is by the incredible bongo band it's called Apache and this is like one of the first songs that DJs credited as like oh shit this is the break beats that I can use to make hip hop music so here's a little bit of Apache by the incredible bongo band Man, man, sitting across from me right here. Gotta go with your newest shit. Are you going here? Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I like uh, what song is he about to do? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What you mean? What the fuck are you doing? Are you coming to work on over again? Man, I'm good, bro. You gotta be fucking kidding me, you know what? 
Jasmine Sutherland featuring my favorite ever, her. They killed this on Tiny Desk, by the way. If you haven't seen Jasmine Sutherland's Tiny Desk, go check it out. Pretty great. <laughs> I made a profile on Tinder. Since you left me to be with her. This was Hotel, right? That means I'm this is desperate. Uh, like no, on Hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said it all, I'm judging my body Wondering what I did to lose you Why in the hell you can't choose me Why you don't love me no more Yeah, I don't and I'm happy to see this is still no on the streaming services Which we will talk about here in a little bit as well But happy birthday to little Nas X Which I am actually really proud of this guy I'm, I'll be honest with you, I was a hater at first yeah, Just because were. Just because, of, honestly, <laughs> this was because of the music. I did not like Old Town Road. I still don't think it's a good song. But um, having said all that, I am 1,000% behind him on everything that he's been dealing with with all these fucking assholes I have literally said it industry. from the beginning. <laughs> Get your money, little Nas X. Yeah, yeah, I've said that from the yeah, beginning. You absolutely have. E-Man has definitely said that. And actually, the music is getting better, in my opinion. I think this Montero song is actually pretty fucking good. So. That's his first name, too. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I just That's learned dope. that, too. Yeah. So here's a little bit of Montero by Lil Nas X. I'm fully supportive of you. Uh, fuck all these people that claim to be holier than thou, but fucking want to fucking use your religion as excuse to bash on you for being gay. Unless you're Nike, then like, yeah, I guess you got a justified reason. <laughs> but Joyner Lucas is kind of on my shit list yeah. with Lil Nas X, so um, here's a little bit of him. Go run these numbers up on his song, too. Hell yeah. I caught it bad just today. You hit me with a call to your place Ain't been out in a while anyway Was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles in my face Romantic talking, you don't even have to try You're cute enough to fuck with me tonight Looking at the table, all I see is reading white Baby, you living a life, but nigga, you ain't living right Cocaine and drinking with your friends You live in the dark, boy, I cannot pretend I'm not faced, only you the sin If you've been in your garden, you know that you can Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me in the morning, I'll be on the way Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me out by your name, I'll be on the way Like, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you paid Nike a little bit, they would let him come see 
like, I heard that like those shoes were like they were already purchased shoes, right? They're just repurposed, redesigned shoes. Like Nike didn't have any part of that. Yeah, so, no, like, it was a different company called Mischief or something like right. that that did the shoes. So like technically, if the shoes were already sent, it's like Nike. Well, can't, like, no, they already have no the right they, to get them back. They already, <laughs> you know? but yeah, they had like the copyright infringement <laughs> thing, so the swoosh. So I'm like, they don't. I, I, you could keep the shoes. I would just say pay them out. Yeah, that'd be a thing. Yeah. I mean, and, like, and I hope, Nas X with I Atlantic, hope they can got, afford it. I hope <laughs> someone got a pair of those shoes because we know how sneakerheads work, and like, if someone's got a pair of those, they'll be worth fucking money in the future. No, it was like, <laughs> oh, like it sold out like instantly. Oh yeah, I think for it was sure. like a bunch of. Celebrities it was only they only it. released what like six thousand pairs or something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, not not even. It was a uh, six hundred and sixty-six. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but, which yeah, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> and then I last think. but not cer- certainly not least, happy fortieth to our boy Currency. Oh, uh, Aries. I, wish he was I love now the Aries season birthdays right now, by the way. This is great. Yeah, there's a lot of them, right? <laughs> also, shout out Harry Fraud and Wiz, because this song is phenomenal. And I love all the beats Harry Fraud makes. Straight up. Upside down, check on my headband, rest in peace, yams. Long live nip, pray strength for black Sam. I got a cold six pack, now I mean beer can. Six bad bitches coming to the yard to tan. I had 28 grams of weed in the plan. I came out on top, nigga, I'm the man in the drop top. Mr. Nice Watch, worked hard for everything I got. Nigga disagree, they get mad at me and they plot. Tears fall when the beat drop, ashes fall when the beat drop. I roll jumps and hit the boot when the beat hot. Harry Frog, gold bars, all we got. Cigarette boat, won the wars. Top shelf nuggets in the jaws. This morning I met her, tonight I was in a jaw. I dug her so much, said I'd be back tomorrow. My young and park right behind mine. With the so happy birthday to all those people, and rest in peace to all of the people that we lost as well. And there's one that I forgot to mention that I wanted to mention real quick is. Uh, actor Paul Ritter as well passed away last week, who you probably know from um, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. He was in uh, James Bond's Quantum of Solace. He was in the uh, miniseries Chernobyl that was just out and pretty popular last year. Or was that two years ago now? Um, but yeah, so rest in peace of Paul Ritter as well. Helen Mc, uh, McCroy, she was in James Bond and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was in James yeah, Bond and Harry a, Potter as well. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah no, no, isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's no, no, no. not like... It's, it's, it's just, just ironic. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting, yeah. Um, I'm really sad about her, too, because... I, I mean, you haven't started it yet, but Peaky Blinders, man, like, she is an integral part of that show working the way it does, like... And, like, her character is... Keeps, like, the whole family in check, so, like... Damn, I'm, re- I'm really sad that, that she passed away, and... And she's so young too, man. Like I thought she was a little bit older for some reason, but fifty-two, man. Like the more I, the older I get, like that seems like fifty-two seems so young to me. Like I feel like you, uh, you probably justify like age in your head a little bit the more you get older. But I'm like fifty-two, man. Jesus, Ugh, that sucks. That's really but anyways, moving along. Um, this beer is fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's uh, my review. <laughs> let's go. Okay, are we going, are we going into the beer? Right yeah, now? yeah, yeah right, for cool. sure. So, uh, over from Black Rocks Brewing over in Marquette, Michigan, we have the My Kiss uh, IPA. 
So it is a well hop, according to Untapped, by the way. You can follow us on Untapped at Beats underscore and underscore Brews. A well hop, bright, bold, and succulent American <laughs> IPA with Simcoe, Citra, and Mosaic. I hate saying the word succulent. Yeah, me by too. The way. <laughs> and it says it right on the can. <laughs> it's as it's well. like up there with like moist <laughs> for me. It's just like, nah. I fucking, a couple things about this. It's definitely, um, wh- how do they describe it with the hops? It's, Highly hopped or what? It's like well hopped. Well hopped, yeah. yeah. It definitely tastes well hopped. I say it's definitely ba- like it's, <laughs> it's definitely like a balanced like hot profile. You can, it. yeah, like, you can definitely taste that in there. Traditional IPA like Simcoe and Citra are like your like fruitier hops and Mosaic kind of balances out with like the earthiness to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a really good beer. Like, yeah, really I really enjoy this. This tastes delicious to me. I haven't had a good IPA in a while. And another thing that really doesn't have anything to do with the taste of the beer, but something I really love about Black Rocks is their branding is so good. I love yeah. their cans. Like, the, every single time, they, their labels all look sweet. They make you feel like you're in Michigan. They, like, remind you of, like, different fish that are uh, caught around Michigan. This one kind of looks like it might be, like, some kind of rainbow trout or something. You want to say it's like a trout for sure. <laughs> um, Next week, we're going to have uh, we're gonna have Gabe's beer on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Gabe got a beer made by uh, Eastern Market. Shout out to shout out one of my dope, the dopest employer I got, or I've ever had, probably. Yeah, shout um, out to Gabe. We're going to have his black IPA, and I really hope he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Gabe, if you guys are... If you guys haven't heard, Gabe's got... I can't really talk about it on air, but he's got a lot of stuff going on at the moment, so he won't be back until, you know... Things go a little bit smoother, I should say. Just so. if you're a fan of us, just yeah. do us a favor and send some positive energy exactly. to our boy Gabe. Um, Reach out, like prayers up for Gabe and his family, man. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, Gabe, we're gonna try your beer next week, and it's probably delicious. Cause probably gonna call you too. Yeah, we're, we. I mean, we have to, yeah. right? We gotta. Have well, to. I'm gonna have him read his description. Yeah. Have you read his description? No, on the can? I, I didn't oh, read it. It's hilarious. On the can yet. I he read goes. It. He talks about his car mostly. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. We're gonna have him read it. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, look forward to 80, 80, episode eighty four. We're gonna. Uh, I'll call Gabe in. Yeah. Um. You know what else I kind of like about this IPA? It's kind of spicy. Like it has a little Is bit it? of like a spicy aftertaste to me. Get that, like actually. just a tiny bit to me. I don't know. Um, maybe that might be the really happiness of it. That I don't know. could be the hops, yeah. But yeah, I really enjoy it. Like, um, that might be the earthiness to it. Yeah, but um, with that being said, is there anything else you want to contribute on the uh, beer for the beer? Uh, it's great. What was the ABV on this? Oh shit, I forgot to talk about that. So seven point five ABV and sixty IBUs. Untap gives it about a three point nine eight out of five. I I give it a solid four. Uh, like I would, I would, I put a little bit, but no, it's a it's really balanced. It's a little bit higher than like say I know like two hearted is like your favorite. So mm-hmm. a little bit more than that. IBUs are about the same, so it's on the bitter side, which you know is, that's a traditional IPA for you. So. Yeah, UP Tings out in Marquette. Um, big Tinks, <laughs> big Tinks. Big Tinks. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm really excited for that. Um, Drake, I don't know that. Always every time I hear Tings, it reminds me of Drake. He said, "No, be your Ting." And uh, I'm really excited for, for um, him to be on Drink Champs with Nori. Like, shout oh, out to Nori man. for getting that interview. Like, Joe that's Budden's punching the air right now. That's, <laughs> Dude, that's you sent me that, that text. I was status, laughing my ass. That out. is the st- that's somebody. Uh, I saw a tweet about that. It was like when <laughs> when Joe found out Nori was gonna be on there. <laughs> oh man, shout shout out to Button Podcast. Did you say he shout was like? Did, didn't the tweet say he was shout like? Chain smoking new ports in the dark, punching in the air. Punch in the air. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe, we love you. 
Uh, man, I don't, I, I don't understand why Joe had that fucking Kevin Samuelson motherfucker or whatever his name is. I haven't, listen, I haven't listened. I'm to not listening. I haven't listened to Button Podcast in a minute. To be honest, I haven't listened since. Rory I listened Mala. to a couple with Ice and Ish, and it was actually dope. I'm not gonna I, lie, no, I heard. I heard he's been doing just, a good the job. The dynamic is just different. It's different, yeah. definitely. And um, but I mean, those are his real friends, so I, it's still gonna work. And I, I mean, the show will go on and be successful. But I do feel bad for Rory and Maul, especially when you're all the information we're starting to kind of learn about it and how they've been. You know, Joe's always been on this, you know, fuck the label type fucking uh, energy, but it kind of almost seems like he's becoming the label. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, he's in a position to say that. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, whereas, like, well, I mean, I don't, yeah, obviously, I don't know Rory Mall situation. Or I heard they I'm were getting speak on it, but vastly undervalued for the podcast. Yeah. I heard they were getting really underpaid. Um, I don't know that for sure though, because I'm not Rory Mall or Joe Budden, so mm. only the three of them know like the yeah, semantics. I'm gonna stay out of that part. Just yeah, in me case, too. I mean, just in case one day this comes back, this episode comes back oh, and bites I mean, us in the ass. No, but, I uh, mean it has nothing to do with us, and yeah, it has, exactly. You know, like, it's, but it's not, we do love the podcast. We do. We are. Oh, a we're fan definitely of their supporters of the podcast, that's, and that's sure. why we talk 100%. about it because we are a fan of yeah, their podcast. We definitely support so, yeah. the podcast. I've been listening to them for fucking like three or four years now. I've been on since Mall was not even there. <laughs> it used to be just Joe, Rory, and Marissa Mendez. Actually, I think in the very beginning, if you really want to talk about it, the very beginning it was just Joe and Marissa Mendez. And I think uh, Rory actually started in like episode, like I think somewhere in like the 20s or something like that, they put Rory on. But really, this all boils back to my favorite fucking podcast host and radio personality, Peter Rosenberg, because he put them on the motherfucking map. You know what? I honestly, <laughs> my favorite pod is... Becoming Dax. I know it is. Oh, dude, <laughs> you know I love Dax. I love, I love Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard so much. Like, no, they had uh, Hank Azaria on recently. Oh, I love that. Would be a great. Yeah, no, it was amazing. It one. was, it was a really good, like, just insightful. Did he talk about um, like the whole Simpsons thing? He talked about the uh, Apu thing. Apu? Yeah, that was a part of it. He talked about just like relationship stuff, and it, it was a lot. Like, I learned a lot in like that whole hour. I also well, listened to the Robin Thicke episode, which is really what cool. Was, hold on, before we go to the Robin one, what was his take on the Apu thing? Like, what did he... So, uh... at first, he didn't want to speak on it for like a t- couple years because he didn't really get it and he wanted to inform himself like around people who you know like for like indian like people and stuff mm-hmm. like that like he really wanted to get like input and see like is this offensive and then he didn't think about the fact that apu the character of apu really generalized how um, like the average american would see oh, for like, sure. indian people uh-huh. and he never really thought about that and honestly hollywood doesn't take a lot of that shit in consideration mm-hmm. even when you cast like Especially, black I people mean, in gangster roles right. if you cast like I mean, you know, like stereotypical Jewish people into the stereotypical right. roles. I mean, like you don't really think about like how the general public would see person from that, you know, from that culture. Mm-hmm. So that was a like really informative thing about them. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I can speak on the black experience, but I can't speak on that experience, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I see it being very similar, right? So I mean, it was I mean, really also like you, and in context to like thinking about how long The Simpsons has been on, like. They definitely weren't thinking about that type of shit in the Fuck late no. 80s. You know, like, <laughs> like that, like the shit that, like, uh, sometimes even to this day, like, so I've been like, like, I've told E Man a million times, I've been really into books lately because of um, the fact that I have Audible now and I can listen to them while I'm working and doing all that stuff. And it's just crazy. I like to listen to books that are older from, like, you know, back in the day and shit like that. And it's just that the, even the way they speak in some of the books from, like, the 60s and 50s, you're like, God. Damn, like 
you recognize the author as a good writer, but you're like, Jesus Christ, like there's a lot of end bombs flying in here and a lot of uh, like uh, you know? like catcher in a rye or some uh, shit like that. Uh, yeah, it just like catches you off guard, especially when it's read out loud to you. You're like, Jesus, like piercing, <laughs> Jesus. Also, <laughs> listen to uh, my other favorite podcast, his last podcast on the left. Uh-huh. And we talked, they, they were going on about the, uh, who's the occultist dude? Uh, Alistair Crowley. Yeah, 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 yeah. They talked a lot about that. I actually didn't, there's a lot of shit I didn't know about him. And I realized like I, I thought he was a totally different person. Like, I went to go look him up and I'm like, all right, I need to learn more about him before no, I can actually speak so on him. So there was him <laughs> and then there was like Anton Buffet who actually created Satanism, but okay. he was inspired by Alistair Crowley. A lot of people get them kind of confused. Okay, that's so, what I was yeah. confused on. I was thinking that he was the one, so. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. I, I, I'll definitely go back and learn more about that because I'm interested in that story. Yeah. Um, but I guess before we get into any other new stuff, something let's, old, uh, let's rock out something old, something new. Um, something, something old, old, something, something new, dude. <laughs> I'm kinda let's like, bring that shit back. Dude. Let's bring that shit back. Yeah, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of into the idea of you doing like the ad libs instead of ever getting like. You know uh, what? Fuck a soundboard. <laughs> I'll just do the ad libs for the show. Let's do it. We'll just do the ad libs because I think it's way more endearing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I might have kicked it off last week. Um, so I'll let you kick it off this week with something old. I got two something old. I got two as well. Right, something cool. really old and something not so old. Mine are both relatively old and compared uh, in in retrospect to my own life. <laughs> I want to pull up the uh the fact sheet on this guy cuz I really want to do this justice. Got yeah, you it. got to. All right. So, uh, I went to 1976 Ooh. for this something old. And it's just because I ever honestly, I'm gonna just keep it 100 with you guys. Ever since the Isley's Earth, Wind, and Fire mm-hmm. verses, I really started going back and listening to older music and stuff like that. And there's like so much shit that's just absolutely amazing to me. Yep. And so I went to uh, Roy Ayers' Everybody Loves the Sunshine album for one of my first something old. It's such a good uh, album. I mean, obviously, you got the clear single, Everybody Loves Everybody the Sunshine. Loves the Sunshine. Keep on walking, man. It's just, ah, oh, dude. It's just start to finish. This album is just such a ride. Not to cut you off, just real quick. I think that that intro scene and end up the NWA straight movie. Out of Compton. Straight that's out of Compton. That, yeah, that's I how love, I got hip. I that's love, how I got hip I, in the first place, scene. too. I'm gonna be just honest. Laying with you. on his records. Yeah, I'm a ahead, '90s sorry. baby, so <laughs> I wasn't born. You know, I wasn't around the '70s. I wasn't around the '80s. My, you know, my like my parents, they were listening to like a little bit newer stuff, but not so much like this. But yeah. All right, so. uh Everybody Loves the Sunshine is a studio album by Roy Ayers released under the Roy Ayers Ubiquity umbrella. It was released through Polydor Records in 1976. It peaked at number 51 on the Billboard 200 charts. In 2016, Pitchfork placed the title track at number 72 on the 200 best songs of the 1970s. Mm. Is that, uh, hey, uh, uh, what you say, come on? That's the track? No, everybody loves the sunshine. No, the, no, the, the, the title track. Oh, the title track. The title sorry, track. Sorry, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. you said the intro track. Okay. No, no. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's arguably one of my favorite, like, like, jet, like soul albums. Mm-hmm. Like in the recent, like, just in my like soul R and B music discovery. Definitely one of the ones I like. I'm glad I went back to and listened. So that was my uh, that was my first something old. I think it also reminds me of. I think that everybody loves the sunshine was also on an episode of Snowfall. It was because like, I, dude, that's one of my favorite parts. We're good. Uh, actually, we won't. We won't no, get. Wait, deep no, no, no. Wait, that was lovely day. 
Um, but yeah, the, but they have like the uh, yeah, it might have because I always right. get Bill Withers and Roy Ayers mixed up sometimes. They, so I think they've had I think they've had both artists on the show. But that's something that I find myself loving about Snowfall is I'm catching it like so. I've been making this playlist that's like all um, songs that were sampled in hip hop. And I've been finding a lot of them on Snowfall, man, because they'll come with the gems, man. Like, Don't talk about Snowfall right now. I am <laughs> no. still, I still did not watch the newest episode. No, no, no. We're, we ain't in yeah. about spoilers on this show, so we're we're no, not going to talk about, about Snowfall other than go watch it if you're not. Oh, watching. that's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, should we play Everybody Loves the Sunshine? Because that just feels good. We can play that. All right, fuck it, let's do it. Here's a little bit of Everybody Loves the Sunshine off Everybody Loves the Sunshine by Roy, by Roy Ayers. Ayers. And synth right in the beginning. It hits you good. <laughs> my life, my life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine Sunshine Everybody loves the sunshine Sunshine Folks get down in the sunshine That's a little bit of Roy other Roy Ayers. Everybody loves the sunshine for you, um, which is the whole album. You should definitely go listen to it if you're not familiar with it because it will make you feel good. It's one of them therapeutic type albums. It's very uh, vibey, if you will. It is very vibey. <laughs> um, but so for my, I have two something olds this week, and I, my, my you have one, and now I'll go back. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I'll go right, back yeah, and forth. Yeah. Yep. Um, so mine are totally different fucking uh, vibes on what I picked this week, but both of them recently celebrated album anniversaries, so I wanted to highlight both of them, uh, which one of them was the album that put this band on the map, and so I'm going all the way back to April 6th, 1993, when Tool released their debut album, Undertow. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with, if you don't know me personally, I'm a giant Tool fan. As much as we talk about rap on here, like both E-Man and I have a fucking a sweet spot for rock music as well um, of different kinds, but I'm a giant Tool fan. And Undertow is the album that put them on the map. Ooh. And it is just, it's just really oh, fucking we're awesome. Gonna, we're going to listen to some Maynard today? Oh, we're definitely All listening right. to some Maynard today. Right. And we actually can now because they're on streaming services as of, what was that, two years ago? When's the last... When did uh? As long as you know a certain dropped. streaming service doesn't pull us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wonder what we got pulled for that episode. That was forty. It was forty three or something. Yeah, like that, I don't, so I don't fuck I wonder what it was even. I, I can't even like. Yeah, I don't know. know. We got a got a nice <laughs> nice email from Universal Music Group that day. Yeah, <laughs> which is like honestly, I, I you could take you could take that approach two ways, or you could take that uh two ways. Like you get mad about it. 
But I'm kind of happy about it. It makes me realize. Dude, we're getting, getting C and D's. We're getting, we're getting like copycats. Copycat we're getting podcasts. like emails from labels now. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Someone's paying Some attention. dude from fucking France hit us up. By the way, shout out to that oh, guy, by the way. What's his name? Do you know? Oh, Pull shit. him up. Yeah. We should talk about this real quick before I get into Undertow. <laughs> All right, before we get into Maynard? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because this this was the most flattering thing that's happened to us in a minute. Man. We have, there's an artist from Paris, France. That uh, hit us up about wanting to be on the podcast, which was like, holy shit, we got people listening in Paris, France? <laughs> that made me really happy, actually. Um, let's see if I can find this guy. Let's see if you can find him real quick. Dude, he actually deleted his Instagram. Did but, he really? But uh, his name is ML- MLS and then his single is Fury. So but, yeah. we got to figure out a way to get in contact uh, with him. see if we can contact this guy, yeah. Yeah, because that would be amazing. Yeah, he uh, he took down the gram, but yeah, hmm. damn. I really like he. Oh man! But yeah, shout we'll, out to that guy. Like, we'll get a I gotta hold see, of him. We gotta see if we can find him. Yeah, like, we'll get a hold. We'll of him. reach out to him, and on a future episode, we'll definitely have him. Uh, yep. Try and get a call or something like going with this guy. But anyway, so yeah, way back in 1992, the band Tool that we've all learned to love and um, hold in regards as one of the greatest heavy metal or heavy rock bands. I guess I don't know if I'd call it heavy metal, but um. They're one of the greatest rock bands ever, and in 92, they started recording um, this album in Hollywood, California, and it really um, kind of launched their career into the stratosphere. Um, it was, I guess it does call it heavy metal music on uh, under on fucking uh, Wikipedia, but I don't know, Wikipedia's full of lies sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I guess they were saying, like it, like, it rose to popularity at, like, the end of, like, or like the beginning of the grunge rock scene, and I so they call it heavy metal because it wasn't grunge rock at all. It wasn't like the same. It wasn't the same cut as like a Nirvana or uh, Alice in Chains. You know, it had kind of a different feel to it, especially with like the lyrical content and how Maynard's presence on a record would be. Um, but anyways, the album went on to sell uh, two point nine million copies and is Ooh. double platinum to this day. So. Um, it definitely reached a lot of success, and um, it's it's probably it's it's I think it's probably one of Tool's shortest albums actually, because um, I mean they usually have these albums. I mean I guess all of their albums in retrospect have shorter track lists, but each song a lot of the times is like you know five to seven minutes. So like depending on I guess what what you consider long. Um, but yeah, let's go back to Undertow, and I'll give you guys a little bit of a taste of it so you can hear it. Uh, let's see. What do I want to... I mean, this... Let's go with this because I do love this song, and it was probably the song that broke them the most, especially on the radio. Um, here's Sober by Tool.
Interesting listening to this going back, honestly, because it has like, uh, you know, when you listen to like artists that you love, like back when they were super young, you're just like, man, he sounds so like unpolished and like young. It sounds there. like a like, demo, right? You know what I mean? Like he just sounds like, oh man, that's crazy. Maynard is probably, in, in all honesty, I think Maynard's got one of the craziest fucking rock voices of all time. Like if you go to the um, the different album by them, but Lateralis by them. I think it's an opening track on The Grudge. He lets out this scream that literally lasts for, I think, like 45 seconds to a minute straight without breaking. Like, it's fucking crazy. That's like, insane. that dude is nuts. Um, but yeah, so shout out to Tool. Undertow is phenomenal. If you're into that type of shit, uh, go check it out. Um, and I'll kick it back over to E-Man because we both got two on something old this week. All right, my second something old is a lot more current. However, we're approaching the uh, 2009, 19, we're approaching the 12-year anniversary of this album, mm. and I actually want to talk about this album, because I kind of want to go into what we talked about earlier about the, well, we didn't talk about it on the show, we talked about it off air, about the blog era's influence in hip-hop today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I went to, because it's coming up on 420 of 2009, I went Asher off asleep in the bread aisle. Ooh. And I, I feel like Asheroff might be one of the most under, like, just nobody really talks about him. Asheroff is dope. I feel like he always, I, I feel like Asheroff fell off because he led with I Love College and then switched to jazz and stuff like that. Yeah. But Asheroff has always been a dope artist to me. Yeah, I mean, he's thing. still definitely, like, got, like, I think he's, I think he's the type of artist, in my opinion, that's kind of like Odyssey, where he kind of appreciates not being this big rap superstar dope, yeah. type of dude you know he kind of likes like being in the more of the background i mean like, my he's thing still is i like, mean and if you're an asher roth fan he's still putting out good music you, you and know? you would he's know that like, if you are an asher roth fan I mean? but like, still like he put out a uh, fucking uh what's it flowers on the weekend last, yeah like last year last year yeah um no, which yeah he's great i always i always liked asher roth i feel like asher roth never really got like credit for the thing like for like what he actually contribute because he there's that's when you go into the whole appreciation versus appropriation yep. conversation and he definitely has appreciation for like hip-hop and music oh definitely one thousand percent and that's why i always like that's why i always fucked with asher off definitely i actually might but i actually i might do this on the podcast i'm not gonna do it for your song but there is a um freestyle clip on um i forget whose show it was on i'll pull it up though or him and Kid Cudi, because when they when they oh, first both song. came out, like when they uh, when or when that sh- like that era that freestyle was popping, thing when they went on tour together, yeah, 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 yeah. Kid Cudi and Asher Roth, they were they were kind of like equals, like you know, like they were both like on like the same playing field, and obviously Kid Cudi's gone on to be way more successful than Asher Roth is as far as like I mean, he, I think Asher goes. Roth was in that freshman ten thing on Double Yeah, XL. definitely, yeah, they definitely both of them were, um, and he has this. I didn't like Kid Cudi's freestyle on this particular radio show, but fucking Asher Roth's was crazy because he literally like raps about all of his influences in music, and I thought uh, that was really dope. But um, Asher Roth also, I did see them both on that co-headlining tour as well. I, I saw them at Royal Oak Music Theater, um, and I think B.O.B. opened up for the both of them. 
Uh, song I'm cool. thinking I'm, I'm gonna play here off that album. I'm gonna play "She Don't Want a Man" with Carrie Hilson. Yeah. I love that song so much. This whole album is really great. Like, go check this album out if you have it, and you're like, kind of, because I I know in the beginning when I heard "I Love College," I was a super Asher Roth hater because I thought that song was super doo doo. And a and, lot of people were, and a lot of people felt the same way. I actually really like that song, dude. But th- that's the thing, though. Is I it had didn't a, age well. No, right. no, definitely not. No, I, not I don't even think well. he probably likes that song anymore. I, me either. <laughs> but um, I, honestly, it took me like I it took a couple of my friends that I valued their opinion in music to be like, "Hey, dude, listen to the album." Like, I know you don't like that fucking "I Love College" song, but like, that's definitely like the worst song on the album. Like, he's got way better shit. And I was like, "All right, fuck it, I'll go listen." And I ended up like, really, I feel really like that was a music. management decision or a label decision. It was like, "Hey, yeah, this is gonna be your lead single because they're trying to market you to like the college kids yep. and stuff like that." And it worked. Oh, I mean, it, it worked. worked. <laughs> no, no, like I got, I got the stats. It worked. So, uh, "Asleep in a Bread Aisle" debuted at number five on the Billboard 200, uh, with nearly sixty-five thousand copies sold in the first week. You know, I Love College, obviously, was, like, the leading the pack on that. Mm. As of February uh, 2014, the album sold 214 copies in the United States. 214,000? 214,000 as of 2014. Actually, as of two years ago, April in 2019, the album officially was certified gold, selling wow. an, a, a little bit over 500,000 copies. That's pretty good so, for, yeah. like, a backpacking rapper, dude. Yeah. That's fucking pretty impressive. I didn't know that that album had gone gold. That's really cool. Um, All right, I'm going to, without further ado... Featuring Carrie Hilson, here's Asher Roth. Um, Another one that kind of disappeared a little bit. Carrie Hilson, I feel like she's still got a lane. She's doing like, Instagram stuff. She's, she's got like yeah. a real specific like lane. You know what I mean? Like right. sometimes the shit that doesn't cross over into our world, we don't realize that still like there's a fuck ton of people. That's that like that uh, like Sean Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sean Paul <laughs> still. Oh, I doing, love Sean Paul. <laughs> Sean Paul's doing so much. Shit. All right, all right, let's play that because we're running over time. My bad. Right. <laughs> we get carried away, and we have a phone call to make. So, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She don't want a man, by the way. Is the name of the song. She don't want a man, 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 man. She just want to dance. Is this quiet and confident? Not a bit. I'm the shit. Screaming out, out loud right now. I'm the shit. Let him know. Let it go. Feeling sexy, feeling grown. I'll be sipping on Patron. Mixed with pine. That's a little bit of She Don't Want a Man by Asher Roth. Man, that, that album also, like, they had Jazzy Faye was on that bitch, Buster Rhymes was on there, CeeLo was on there. It was a couple people. It was like somebody yeah. else. I, I actually looked at the credits of that album, and it was like somebody on there I didn't expect to see with Asher Roth. Uh, damn, I forgot to write it down, but... Yeah, it was. It's such a. It's just that era of hip hop is just something mm-hmm. crazy to me. Speaking of eras of hip hop, I will kick it back over to my other something old, which also celebrated a birthday, and that was um, Nas's "I Am," and this album came out also on April sixth of nineteen ninety nine, same day as "Undertow" by Tool, which is funny. 
Wait, was that 99? Did I have him? Was it really? Let's see. No, 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 my bad. 93 was the oh, cool Oh, Benny Siegel. That was the fa- feature I did not expect Benny on that Siegel's album. Benny Siegel's on that album? Yeah, he's on the extended cut. I don't remember <laughs> that one. It's called Perfectionist. It's uh, R City and Benny Siegel. I was like, okay, Benny Siegel and Asher Roth doing a song together is interesting to me. But yeah, go back, going back that. to your that's album. Crazy. I'm sorry. But no, that's yeah. crazy. No, I was wrong, though. It's not 93. It was 90, So 99 is the Nas album, but both on April 6th was Tool and um, Nas. But anyways, so this was Nas's third album, and something that I just even learned today that I didn't even know was apparently, so this is kind of like the beginning age of the internet, like 99, 2000, you know, when the internet starts first. I mean, it was still probably dial-up back then, but, like, um, I guess the album, the original version of the album leaked on the internet and was supposed to be a double album, so Nas re-recorded uh, the material for two different, like, he used, he pulled some of the songs and used it on Nostradamus and some of them on I Am, but he re-recorded the whole shit and, like, reformatted how he was going to put it out, which is pretty fucking crazy. That is insane. <laughs> um... But anyways, yeah, that was Nas' uh, third album, his second most successful album, um, on a financial speaking, and it debuted at number one on the Billboard charts and sold seven or four hundred and seventy thousand the first week, which is fucking crazy. Nothing to sneeze at. Like every time I think about like numbers in like actual like sales age, where people had to go out and buy the shit from the stores, it like it just doesn't even compare to now, like how. These numbers work. Like, they really got to figure out a way, I feel like, to, like, kind of put that in context. Because it's way easier to stream shit from your house and your phone than it actually is to physically go out to a store and buy something. And, like, this is that era. So, like, the fact that 470,000 copies in the first week, like, that's nuts to me. Um, But, yeah, this album was honestly my introduction to Nas because now I'm speaking from a point where I'm not going back um, and discovering shit later. I legitimately bought this album from the store um, when it came out, when it was new. In fact, I remember I had to, because at the time, my mother would not let me buy parental advisory CDs, so I had to rip off like the promotional sticker that was like on the side of the thing, and I covered up the parental advisory sticker so my mom couldn't see it and let me buy the oh, album. <laughs> I think I bought that album and I, that way, and I bought uh, Eminem's the Slim Shady LP that way, <laughs> which I think also came out in, was that 99? I don't know, maybe 98. But anyways, yeah, so Nas I Am is phenomenal. I'm going to fucking give you a little taste because I'm not going to talk too long about it. Um, I'll probably, let's see. I kind of want to play the song that, that was... I usually I don't like to play the popular ones, but because it was so massive and I was obsessed with the music video at the time, like it was playing on the box at all times. Um, I'm gonna rock out with "Hate Me Now" by him and Diddy. I love that song. Me too. <laughs> and this is back when he was still Puff Daddy. So here you go. Here's Puff Daddy. <laughs> Nas featuring Puff Daddy. "Hate Me Now" off I Am. Escobar season has returned. Has returned. Been a long time. Been a long time coming. It's life or death for me now. But you know, there's no turning back now. This is what makes me. This is what I am. Feel me? You can hate me now. QB. But I 
Do it now, do it now. Don't hate me, hate the money I see. Clothes that I buy, ice that I wear, flows that I try. Close your eyes, picture me rolling. Sixes, money falling, bitches, honeys that swollen. The riches, knives get in ya. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. My style's greater, model data, big threat to a lot of you haters. That still sounds that good to me. Like he has not faltered in his like fucking presence at all. And he got the Grammy. <laughs> man, finally that, got a goddamn Grammy. Am. My lord. King's disease was fire, man. Isn't that crazy? Is twenty-seven years later, just to get a fucking Grammy. Uh, real right. quick before I move on from I am, I just wanted to mention that the producers were Nas himself, Steve Stout, Les. You had DJ Premier, Trackmasters, Timberland. Um, you know, it was just uh, the who's who of fucking um, producers and shit. Because I know a lot of people like to hate on Nas's production sometimes. So <laughs> I'm one some, of those people. Some of his, me. some of his shit <laughs> is fucking. I, I love this. I know. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, lo- I love. I honestly, I love Nas and Hip Boy together so much. But Me too, yeah, man. Good I really point. Do. That's a great point. That EPMD song that's on, I think it's going to be on Hit Boy's next album. That shit is phenomenal. Uh, all right. I guess all right. So you're something so new. You're sec- no, I, didn't you? I thought you said you. Oh, you, you did already both said years. it. was you're Asher and Roy. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. All right. Yeah. I'm going to talk about my something new because we're running a little bit late and we got a phone call. We got, right. we got a phone call to make. Yep. We got a bunch of yep. other stuff we got to talk sure. about, like story wise. So yep. I'm going to talk about my something news, but I did have a couple of them. Uh, my first one, and two of them were very surprising to me that I didn't think I was going to like. One of ours probably intersects and probably the only one that I have, I bet. So, The Offspring? Not that one. Let the Bad Times Roll? Awesome. I'm actually- Have not heard that? S- pleasantly surprised that The Offspring still has it in 2021. That makes me happy to hear. Yeah. I, when, you told, when you texted me that, it came I got really excited. Dude, they came out swinging <laughs> on, the, on the first song and just okay. did not let up. Uh, the one that does intersect with us, I'm going to say, is probably the- La Maquina, the Conway yep. the Machine album, yep. which was amazing too. Uh, you know, I'm a big Griselda fan, so as an <laughs> do that, that JID track, that uh, the Two Chains track, like the yeah, J- Ludacris JID, yeah, that shit was fire. Uh, West Side Gun, Benny on the last on the SE Gang, yeah, start to finish. I mean, it's just typical like Griselda. I'm actually one thing I'm surprised about because I thought this was gonna be his shady release and it wasn't his shady release. That's not the one. No, because I was looking at the credits and it's you know Empire Griselda. I like that line he has on um, the track with JID and Ludo where he's like, and I'm still getting that shady check. (laughs) I like the one on. I think it's on 6:30 tip off. He goes like, they say Wes is the brains and Benny's the star, but they act trying to act like I ain't got bars or something like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think like yo every time like every time I call. Um, Benny the Butcher, my favorite artist. I feel like Conway comes with some shit that I'm like, mm, man, it's tough. Benny's still my favorite. Benny, Benny, Benny's been like consistently just killing it, but like every Conway album has been fucking phenomenal. I just want to like, be. I honestly, I just want to either be in the studio. Actually, I really either see a video or just actually just be there for West Side Gun doing ad libs. Right, that's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, for sure, me too. <laughs> Um, you know what it is too like I don't know if it's because I'm like like now like I'll be 34 in a couple months so like I'm in my mid 30s now right and like I find myself rooting for the hip hop artists that are kind of in that same cloth like in their mid 30s to late 30s you know like Westside Guns got like a kid in high school and shit like, yeah. <laughs> like he's been out for a minute you know, or not out been, for a minute but been he's, been, uh, a minute. he's been around a minute they've been outside uh, for a hot minute another one I listened to I listened to actually the I Love McConan album hold on hold on we gotta dial back hold on we gotta dial back I want to play a little bit of this Offspring first, because I want to hear what you're talking about. This, this you, this is not Utopia. I gotta hear a second of this. Let the bad times roll, yeah. 
uh, it's not easy. Yeah, off, that was first track. Sounds kind of different. And though I try, it's something I just can't see is burning to my mind. Hey, and I wake up in the morning. Uh, this has that flavor. These dying streets are bruising feet. I like that. Yep. Oh. I love McConan project. Uh, it was pretty solid. Ooh, go I, into the, I love McConan. Why do I feel go like up, that? going up on oh, a Tuesday? Yeah, uh, guy, he dropped. Huh? He dropped an independent. Um, it was solid. He only had like two features on it: uh, Payday and the Bass Guy, Little B. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? It's different. It's definitely different. Like, would I go back to it? To be determined. There's definitely songs on there that was pretty solid though. And then finally, last project I listened to was. The Greta Van Fleet album, <laughs> surprisingly. I didn't to that shit. You know what? <laughs> they're trying to. They're, they. I, I feel like they heard the the uh, Led Zeppelin criticisms, and they kind of tried to go away a little bit of it. I actually really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I was surprised I enjoyed it. That was my second one. I thought I was yeah. gonna enjoy, but yeah. I can't but, offer too much critique about them. Well, at least on this new one, because I haven't listened to it. But I just know that they're not for me. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, the battle at Gardens Gate. Okay, and, you know they're Michigan, so definitely gotta. Definitely got to give him a shout out on that one, but I, I did enjoy it. And we don't even really need to go into um, my something new I, other than I'm going to play one song from it um, because mine was also Conway the Machines, La Makina. That's the only new album I listened to. Um, and I just had to play, I got to say, like DJ Don Cannon, I got to shout you out, man, because the fucking production you did on this album is phenomenal and i really really love this scatterbrain beat with uh ludicrous and jid so here's a little bit of that yeah In the mail, packs on the road. Connect FaceTime said he just sent the last of my load. The shit on my neck that come from the packs that I sold. I never went platinum or gold. You still fuck with him and you know he a rat and he told. Love when a nigga talk stupid, cause that's when shots run down and he clap at his pole. Trust me, that doesn't bode well for a nigga. It's gonna be victims. I'm a street nigga, boy, you know the difference. Hand around the throat of the rap game and I'm bold constricted. My soul is missing in the top spot. I got soul position. Man, this hoe is tripping. She think I wanna taste some pussy. I ain't tasting shit like a COVID symptom. I'm a soul yeah, I got bitch. no resistance with a Coke 45. Gold edition, I'm a dope magician. Niggas disappearing if I hear him dissing. Killer engineering, killer nigga mixing. In the six, niggas still flipping Nixon. Second strike, they finna Billy Clinton. Red and white, he got the blues. Turn him into food. Everybody grip a biscuit. Running lights inside the city limits. I'm excited. Miley shouted, she the shit, and we inside of something simple with suicide. That's a little bit of uh, Scatterbrain off La Makina by Conway the Machine. Fire, J.I.D. Man. and Ludacris. J.I.D. I love that guys, man. I don't know if that's a sample that I got reasons, million reasons. And it has to be like a soundbite or a clip or something. It's like that. so good. All right. But anyways, real, yeah. So we went r- long on quick. that segment. So let's get on into um, real quick. We got a phone call, my friend. Yep. Yep. One sec. So actually, another birthday boy who's also been on the show, uh, and I play shows with, and who's on my like was on my last album. Uh, my boy Dan Pansy, fellow brewer, fellow musician. Mm. Gonna give him a call. Hell yeah.
Hey, what's good, bro? D Pansy, what's up, my man? Oh, you know, just chilling, living life, man. Not bad. Happy belated birthday. You were part of the Aries gang, so I wanted to give you the shout out on that one, too. <laughs> Same to you, my friend. Hell yeah. What's up, man? I'm Neil, by the way. Nice to meet you over the hey. phone. <laughs> Yeah, nice to meet you over the phone. Man. I feel like y'all have met before. <laughs> really? I feel like you guys have met before for sure. Huh? At, at shows, maybe. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely at a possibility. Show. Definitely at a few shows. <laughs> that's definitely a high. I thought he's been on the show. You've never been on the show, have you? Nope. I just thought about that. Damn. Thought you no, came. Yeah, never. Damn. All right. I don't know why I thought you were with Monsoon one day. Anyway. But anyway, but uh, I want to talk to you about. I got. We got going to music. We got going to beer. Like what? So first of all, what's in the carboy right now? Right now, I'm actually developing a secret recipe. Um, I'm calling it. Uh, I'm calling it a New England porter. Right? What the hell? So <laughs> the idea is, you know, like a New England IPA, right? Like right. super hazy, juicy, sweet. And it's got a very specific water profile. So I was at I was at this brewery out here, and they had like a super juicy New England IPA and had a dry Irish stout on tap. And I said, "Give me like a black and tan with those two beers." And it came out so good. It was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever, try it. Sounds it came out so good, man. It was like, um, it was like pineapples, but like covered in chocolate, you know? Mm. Pineapple, chocolate covered pineapple. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm saying. So like, now I'm, I'm kind of working on making like a chocolatey. What, uh, what hops are you using burger. for that one? What, what? What hops are you hops? using for that one? Uh, like I said, I'm developing, but probably Amarillo is going to be a big one. Okay. Uh, Galaxy is going to be a big one. And, um, those are going to be your big players. I always throw in, uh, Howard Toe Blanc okay. as like my, uh, like a balance top. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's, it's like, you know, Howard Toe is like the, one of the noble hops. So it's German. It's like super earthy, but the Blanc varietal is like this weird French version of it. That has these cool like tangerine and orange citrusy notes. It really complements like an IPA like that. Dude, I'm excited. You gotta ship some back to the uh, that back to the <laughs> mitten. Yeah, man. Gotcha. Where are you living at? You you're not in uh, Michigan anymore. No, yeah. So I was in Michigan until about August, and then in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, "Fuck it, let's move across the country." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all so right. I'm out. Uh, I'm out in. Uh, on the border of Washington and Oregon, about an hour outside of Portland. Okay. Oh, that's pretty sweet. We've had a lot of interviews, like, from uh, different states now. Like, we interviewed uh, Lindsay, who's in Hawaii, but I think she was in California when we interviewed her, Cal right? Cal uh, Vegas. Oh, she was in yeah, Vegas. Yeah. That's right. But, yeah. So, that's pretty cool. That that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. You guys are getting big. Look at you. All right. <laughs> hey, we're trying. <laughs> What's, uh, <laughs> I got I to gotta hit you up about, so, music-wise, man, because I know you were working on a project, and I know you probably still are. What's the deal? What's what, what we got? What can we expect? And when can we expect? So right now, I'm actually in the studio right now. Oh um, shit! Taking Love a that. break. But I've been teaching myself guitar because I like I've I've played bass, I've played instruments my whole life, but I never learned how to play guitar. So like three weeks ago, I picked up. My wife has an acoustic guitar. I just started playing it, noodling around. I learned a couple songs. So I'm working on a cover right now that I'm doing for uh, YouTube. Nice. And, uh, so yeah, that's actually where I'm at. So I, I put out an album in February. It's called Cheese Factory by Woodsier, Texas. It's streaming everywhere. Quick plug. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go check that um, out. It, it's like, uh, it's kind of synth wavy, kind of hip hoppy, kind of funky, all instrumental and all, uh, sounds that I kind of created in, uh, in the studio or in, on, in the DAW on the computer. Mm -hmm. 
with the exception, there's I think I threw a trombone solo in there, and there's a couple. Little Shit, you play horn too? Uh, he's played horn on my album. Oh man, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome! I love and uh, shows. I, I'm I'm talking, a <laughs> I talk about with E Man all the time how much I love and appreciate when hip hop uses fucking horn sections. Like it just sounds so good, dude. To me. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, there's this cat in Detroit doing a lot of that right now. He's putting on live shows. Uh, shout out real quick on Instagram, uh, Will Enterprises or. Shit, hold up. Let me let me look up this. Yeah, game. go ahead. He he's he's an awesome guy. I used to teach with him uh, back in the day. I used to teach marching band camps with him. He's He's one of the dime cats. So. Okay, uh, the dime. Shout out to dime. There's a lot of hidden gems like that in Detroit. Piranha Head being one of them, who uh, worked on uh, Victoria Monet's last album. His like string soul orchestra, he calls it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, that's one of the things I really miss about the area is, like, I knew the music scene in Detroit so well, and it's like, I feel like, you know, part of my soul I left behind because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I found a couple cool spots. And, like, it's Portland. Obviously, there's, you know, not a lot of live music happening right now, but Portland's a crazy town. I heard it's beautiful in Portland. Yeah. My best friend lives in Seattle, and he said he goes to Portland not regularly just to hang out because it's so much fun out there. Yeah, man. This was this pre-pandemic, obviously, but... <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> there's this there's this one bridge out here where there's like three mountains that kind of surround Portland, and you can see all three of them like snow capped. It's it's fucking beautiful. Man. I bet. Yeah, that's the other thing. I've been getting into uh, landscape photography lately. I've, I've went out and bought like a DSLR camera. I'm going on these hikes and taking all these pictures because it's just so nice out. That's the one thing about it. Just like the landscape and everything, like that has to yep. be beautiful for like hiking and. My best friend's yeah. super into f- taking photos now too, because like that's that's what he does with his time now, especially during the pandemic. Like on his weekends, yeah. he'll go like on a backpacking trip. He's got like a good. A, a, he's met a close friend out there that's really into the same shit that he is. And they'll just go, you know, backpacking in a different, you know, crazy fucking place. Every and his right. photos that he sends me, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so jealous. Like the the most the biggest landscape we have in Michigan is like the BFI dump. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it's so flat. Like there's no like it's just like awesome to see mountains and shit on the west coast. Yeah, man, it's wild. We went uh, we went backpacking through the redwoods a couple weeks ago mm. in in California, and it's like you know. I, when I lived in Michigan, I thought I'd never see the Redwoods because it's like, well, I, I'm not really that into hiking. I wasn't back then. And like, I'm not going to fucking drive for four days to mm-hmm. go see some trees. <laughs> but now it's like, it's like six, six, eight hours. Like it's an easy drive. Yeah. So I heard it's super impressive looking too. Cause aren't they like, don't they like carve like tunnels in some Redwoods where you can literally like drive through like the base of like Redwood trees? Yeah, dude, we did. And my fucking wife's uh, Ford Explorer, we took it through a fucking tree. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> That's I don't nuts. think I've ever even, like, <laughs> say congratulations on the marriage, by the way, man. I don't even think I've ever said that, like, in per- or over the phone or called you or anything. But, yeah, <laughs> congratulations, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. We had, uh, I mean, the wedding was awesome. It was beer-themed. So, like, I got this big-ass bar built that I have now, just like a five-tapper in my basement. Mm. Yeah. Fucking, I brewed a bunch of beer for it. It was, it was an awesome time. That's awesome, man. Congrats. I didn't know that either. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, man. Uh, Well, I'm going to say, if you're back in Michigan soon, you know, you got to kick it with us. Yeah, come to Detroit and yep. hang out, man. We got uh, a nice little spot worked out for ourselves that we're uh, kind of working. During the pandemic, we've just been sp- I've been spending money on making the house better since we can't go out and do shit. So just, we just got like a, a movie projector that I got put in the basement now, and like we got a bunch of cool shit coming. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to make it out. Yep. Yeah, we're actually coming back to Michigan in June for a wedding. One of my one of my buddies is getting married, but we'll we'll have to make that work. We'll coordinate a weekend or something. I can come through. That'd be great. Yeah, hit us I'll, up. Bring, I'll, I'll bring some beer over. I can I can try some of your shit. Eman, you just had a brew day the other day, didn't you? Yeah, yesterday, yeah, we did a uh, we did a honey wit beer. Oh, that sounds good as fuck. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited, man. It's gonna it's gonna come out really good. It seems like a really balanced beer. It's gonna be like we're doing a honey and secondary instead of primary. I was originally gonna do it then, but then you know, like the sweetness might boil out. Or is this the one that you told me about the, the name for? Or can I not reveal that? We can't reveal okay, the name right, yet because right, I don't right, want right, I don't right, want to get right. swagjacked. It's, so. it's a funny name. It's a really good name. It's, it's a very good play on Disney. Yep, yep, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man, it's tough getting honey flavors in beer. Have you ever used um, honey malt? I think Wireman makes it. We're using that for this one. You're using that? Yeah. yeah. That's a good malt. It is. That was my first time using it. I think we're doing, like, at Eastern Market, they're doing a honey coach, too, in a couple, like, weeks. So I'm going to see how that one's going to come out, too. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, under the purity law, if you, you know, honey coach, that's a, that's an automatic execution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like yeah, no, right. I'm not even fucking joking. Yeah, like so. There, there's actually like a law like in Germany for like beer. It's called the purity law, and beer can only be brewed with water, hops, and uh, barley. And then they just added yeast in. Like where the past, was this like, at? You said? Years. Germany. Germany. So yeah. you're telling me they got really shitty beer in Germany then? That this the mecca. <laughs> it's the mecca for beer. <laughs> like, how the hell? Like I don't understand. It can only be brewed with those four ingredients, or else why, it's just why like is shit. That, like, so what happened is like I guess like in the early like 1700s, like people were just adding like a bunch of bullshit to beer. Mm-hmm. They were adding like fucking leaves they ran whatever the fuck they could find in the forest mm. and people were dying like when they mm. were drinking and brewing it so that's why they created the purity law so you don't add an extra bullshit to it mm. but you know in america yeah. we love adjuncts so we just add <laughs> fuck a fucking yeah. everything to it oh, that's a damn shit. it was uh what was it 1561 was the year they passed it really 1561 oh yeah wow. dude and it, it's still it's still in effect today. Still in effect. That's fucking crazy. But they they will they literally were executing people for shit like this no. in the fifteen hundred. No, in the fifteen hundreds. Really? Yeah, they were executing people for shit like this. Germany does not fuck around with beer. That's, that might be my favorite beer fact I've learned on this fucking podcast in eighty three episodes. <laughs> All right, Dan, we're gonna have to let you go, bro. But yeah, it's nice talking to you. Definitely got to kick it when you go back in the city. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, give me a call whenever, man. I'm always down. Absolutely, bro. Peace. Later. Peace. Yeah, so... That, dude, that that was like an interesting beer fact. I didn't even know any of that shit. But anyway, since we are running long, um, there was just like two things that I wanted to mention. We don't need to get into too much of the news shit because it was a little bit of a slow news week other than... Uh, Julian Edelman being forced out of re- or forced into retirement, basically. <laughs> Julian Edelman retired, and then uh, Lamarcus Aldridge actually was uh, retired because he had an irregular heartbeat. Right. So that was the it's two kind of a similar news, yeah. thing too, because I think Julian Edelman didn't pass a physical or whatever. Yeah, he didn't pass a physical, but I, I genuinely think Julian Edelman is trying to go to the Bucks. I don't think I, he is. I, I, I think, have. I, think, a I, big I, I can see Julian that. Edelman settling into a nice, cozy broadcasting job. Like, uh, you know, like Nate Burleson and all them dudes have done. Nah, like, you know, I Tom, can see him Tommy, being type of person. Tommy and Gronk going to be like, yo, you want to get a ring? Maybe, you want to get another ring, bro? Crazy, <laughs> crazy. 
But um, any, the, the thing that I want Any to, of your receivers want to be receivers? <laughs> <laughs> no, the one thing that I definitely like, I mean, is fun. We try to keep this podcast about positivity and fun-loving shit, but there's no way that I, we can just gloss over this and pretend like shit's sweet. Um, obviously, we've all seen what happened with the murder of Dante Wright. Uh, um, by yeah. the hands of the police, and then not even like during the like in Minnesota as well during the trial of of uh, George Derek Floyd. Sho- yeah. No, during the trial of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd, yeah. and then also now in Chicago, um, young thirteen-year-old Latino kid uh, Adam Toledo, you know, uh, was out fucking around with his friends. Um, originally, they tried to paint the picture that he had a gun, and now they're saying that he definitely did not have a gun. And, uh, you know, this kid was 13 years old running from the police and they fucking shot and killed him. Um, 13 years old. Just want to let that sink in. And I don't want to breeze over, uh, and this is a big RIP to the eight victims that were caught up in the, uh, FedEx facility shooting in Indianapolis, 19 year old, uh, a former employee actually, Brandon Scott Hole. Uh, shot and killed eight people over his former co-workers. Uh, they're saying he was a disgruntled employee. Uh, he actually, I guess he shot himself as well with that team yeah, and killed himself. That. But yeah, man. Which really kind of doubles back crazy. into like, you know, I'm not, this is not, we don't, we don't try to make this, you know, we've definitely been outspoken about certain politicians and shit, but like, we don't try to make this podcast super politically one way or the other, you know, because I, I understand that people have their own opinions and their own takes on things. And, you know, we're just more of, like, it, reporting what's happening and stuff. We, but like, I mean, there like, is there's people that listen to our platform, and we want to use this platform, like, responsibly mm-hmm. to just tell you guys. But, I mean, there is without what's question. Going on in the world. I, I mean, mean deeper with, than hip-hop, for yeah. sure. And, 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 with, and, and there's, without question, with the rise of, um, you know, depression going on during the pandemic and shit, that leads to mental imbalance and the fact that we have just just in a ridiculous love and fetishization for fucking guns it's just weird to me um and i feel like this keeps happening more and more and we're seeing it unfold but yeah we do little of uh, uh, anything about it um and i'm not and i'm definitely we, I'm not, not i'm, I'm not, not putting a, that on i'm all not gun opposed, owners. I, no no no, 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 no. I'm, I'm definitely yeah, no. definitely not putting that on all gun owners no. whatsoever and i'm not a, i'm not in opposition of the second amendment right at all i just think that um, you know, it's just hard times for people. People are going through shit, and they spark off quicker, and there's just a lot of access to guns that we don't need in this country. I got two more st- uh, two more stories and one more po- and one positive story for you. Uh, but anyways, uh, rest, rest in peace to rest, yeah. Adam Toledo. Rest in peace to Dante Wright. Yeah, rest in peace I to mean, the victims in the end. 13 and 20, uh, shooting and Fox News has the gall to call them men. You know, they called Adam Toledo a 13-year-old man. On their fucking program, um, That's how fucking warped they are. Twelve people missing off the uh, off the Louisiana coast after a ship capsized. That's too. insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, so what? Like, I see. I don't know any of the context of this story, or even the FedEx one that you brought to my attention, like right before we recorded. Like, I didn't. Well, know the FedEx one was like a disgruntled employee that former, like, it was a former I employee mean, that came up and yeah. shot up the facility. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. I hate to say it, but that's you know that's a very common occurrence. Like a former employee who was pissed Definitely. off and came in. I fucking hate to say that because that shouldn't be normal, but you know that that does happen. Unfortunately, 
definitely does. Uh, as far as the ship capsized, I don't know that much detail about it, to be honest with you. I just want to say prayers out for the people and hope they find it. I guess the search area they're looking at is the size of Hawaii. So, you know, that's a lot of ground to cover. So, definitely. you know, hopefully, hopefully some, you know, people get rescued and their family back to their family safely. Uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine was pulled in Michigan after like six women had blood clots. I saw that. One. So like, so it was like, um, like a bat, like a batch of these vaccines that were out like of, that. here's my thing. Here's my take on it and call it a hot take if you want. Yep. It's unfortunate that six, you know, women had blood clots and everything, but out of six cases out of the hundreds of thousands administered a day. On top of that, it's like already millions that people that had like close to a million people that probably had the Johnson Johnson vaccine. The the margin there just doesn't add right. up to me. So I mean, mind you, Johnson Johnson's a, not a fan of them, especially with the baby powder thing. They always been on some fuck shit, but <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I I'm pro vaccine for yeah, sure. So, me too. And, and both I, both I just want to get the shit back normal. Both E Man and I, uh, um, I just I, you know what I'm. Like we said before, I'm not in the business of telling adults how to think or move. Absolutely But I would like to share my experience, and I think E-Man could probably piggyback this a little bit, is to where I got both of my rounds of the Pfizer vaccine, and the only side effects I felt was a sore arm in the arm that they administered the vaccine, and then I felt a little bit tired and, like, achy the next day, and that was about it. I didn't feel, like, sick or anything like that. I just felt... Kind of sluggish a little bit. You did. I got, so mind you, and put this in context, I already had COVID like about this time last year. Actually, it's on my COVID anniversary. Yeah, it's almost a year. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's about a year since I actually had it. That's so nuts. So I got my my second shot last week, actually a couple days before my birthday. Uh, Right after shot, felt perfectly fine. The second day, though, I actually felt like it was like mini- version of like what i felt when i had covid like i had like the cold chills going a little bit i had a temperature of about 100 like a little really? yeah it was about 100.4 100.5 uh i had i just felt like really like sluggish and like mm. lethargic and tired i'm using college word there uh <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean after that but you know i just slept it off like maybe like six to eight hours later i like i called off work and everything like that six to eight hours later felt perfectly fine I think like, I so. think what happens is because I'm, I'm obviously I'm just a fucking you know a schlub I'm not a doctor but I think what happens is I just be talking to my family because all my family's been in the medical field and um, I think my dad said that kind of generally if you've got weak spots in your body it'll kind of like generally attack those like so for instance in my case I had injured my back last January. And so I had like a really sore back the like the next couple of days after doing the the vaccine shot, the second vaccine shot, not on the first one, but the second one. But now I feel great, and I'm, I, I mean, you know, just get used to. It. I just want to say, get used to it, and like you're gonna need it if you want to go out to do anything fun happening in the next couple of fucking you know years, because. I guarantee they're going to start calling for vaccine cards. I really do. And yeah, no, like to go to festivals and stuff like that. Oh, by the way, we forgot to talk about Bonnaroo la- I know, like two like, weeks ago. Like two but, weeks, but we don't have, any, we we don't don't have, have time, time to we talk about time. that right now. We're going to Bonnaroo. Shit's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, real quick, because this just happened while we were on air. Uh, RIP to Almar Wahlberg, who is the mother of Donnie and Mark, Mark. Wahlberg, yep. who just passed away, I guess, a couple hours ago. Uh, yeah, prayers up for the family. I want to say that. And I 
thing. Oh, and one th- and cool fact, just because I'm a big wrestling fan, this was a bit of positive news, I guess, in the world. Mm. Uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks on WrestleMania yeah. became the first African American like women to wrestle for like the women's championship. That's super. So dope. that's actually really dope, and I thought that was kind of a cool fact. And they're two like the most popular yeah. ones out there. Right? Yes, they are. Yeah, yes, that's, that's, especially that's really Sasha cool. Banks. Yeah, because yeah. I I don't even watch wrestling anymore, and I've definitely heard both of their names. So yep. that's pretty cool. But um, you know, without further ado, we could have spent like a whole episode on DMX, it's... but I feel like there's already been like you know, go listen to One Up. Like One Up already did a whole thing on dmx and you know i'm not trying to step on toes or um you know be in the business of we'll, reporting on we'll talk about like them and stuff like that next week and oh, i mean they're gonna fall. come up yeah. just like mac did like after mac passed we literally talked about him like every week for like fucking 80 episodes damn near like right. i mean like mac <laughs> miller has almost been brought up on every goddamn episode but I just want to end the podcast with more dmx because i just love him um R. in R. my Black opinion R.I.P. Black Rob as well, but I just wanted to say, like, in my opinion, DMX is at the top of the ranks of people that have contributed to this hip hop art form, like Tupac that dude and gave Biggie and everything. Big Pun. Like that dude gave everything. He gave like, everything. Slipping, slipping by uh, by itself, kind of. Literally, yeah. what I'm about to play. Goddamn it, I love you, man. We have the same brainwaves. <laughs> All right, and and before you play that, just yeah. and one more thing in sports news, just because we got to mention it, even though I really don't want to. Jay Paul knocked out Ben Askren in the first round of uh, Trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious about how that was going to go. Paul I didn't right. see that. Oh, that's funny. All right. Anyways, this, without well, further ado, DMX, man. Here's DMX slipping. And shout out to Plymouth Rock Recording Studios. Chris, we Chris, love we you. We love for you. Your Sunday to help us out today. Peace. Peace. I think the reason it ran long is because, like, before we even got into like beer or something old, something new, we had like a whole ass conversation. Right. <laughs> uh, then we.